Hello, hello. How are you? I am so excited to be here. Welcome to another Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Yaya Marie. And thank you to all of my listeners, people that have um, actually really, you know, we're seeing this channel grow so much. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been here and who is new. And thank you to my listeners on iHeartRadio and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're on YouTube, please make sure that you like and subscribe. Today, we are going into part three of our spiritual warfare and dreams and narcissism series. This is such a big one because, you know, now it's people are really waking up to the fact that, hey, maybe our dreams aren't just dreams, right? Maybe they have some type of meaning. Maybe, maybe we should look into this further. Um, So let's say if you can hear me, make sure that you, you know, put a one in the chat and just say where you're, where you're watching from. So far, we've been having like really, really um, cool watchers that have been from all over the world. I mean, we had South Africa, we have United States, we have Canada. So just let you know everyone know where you're watching from, even if this is on the replay. And it looks like, um, and if also, if you would like to call in and chime in, the link is actually in the chat. Here we go. <clears throat> there we go. Now, all you have to do is just uh, call in or of course, input. We're not on the actual phone, but you can just input, um, copy and paste that link and you can you know, feel free to come in and chime in. So, so far, let's say hi to um, the panel. Hi, Demi. Let's hi. add you. Hi, how are you? Happy Wednesday. Hello. Uh-oh, can you if you're talking, you're on mute. Let's Here see. Uh, how are you? Okay, well maybe um we'll see if she if she comes back. Well if you're I'm not on I don't know what's happening. I I, I don't see I'm on mute, but oh, yeah, I hear you now. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay, okay. How's it going over there? Good, good, good. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Glad to be here again. Glad to be here. Yes. Yep. And then also the link is in the chat if anyone wants to chime in and make sure you know you're you just engage in the chat. Um, you know, for everyone to get our numbers up, get the word out there. And I'm so grateful today because um, my book, When Satan Plays Matchmaker, Exploring the Spiritual Side of Narcissism, um, Narcology, Dave from Narcology, who, I mean, his channel is amazing. I mean, his channel helps so many people and he has been around for a very long time um, talking about narcissism and um, just bringing more souls to the kingdom. And he's he's been talking about this. And today he actually featured my book on his, on his show today. And I was just so blown away. I'm just so grateful. I am awesome. just, That's oh so my awesome. gosh. Yeah, I mean, I screamed throughout the whole house. I was running up and down. <laughs> For sure, that helps get the word out. As many people as we can, as you can reach, that's what it's all about. So if someone exactly. is on that platform, that's on that platform, that's been on that platform for for a long time, longer than than you or I, more probably longer than we we ever known. Because mm -hmm. this is obviously a new topic for a lot of folks. But if there's someone on there that knows more about it than we do, or even want to share and acknowledge you, that's even better. 
Yeah, I mean, it's I screwed throughout, throughout the whole house. I mean, I was running up and down because, you know, Dave is like like a pioneer. Like, I really, you know, look up to him, like his videos, his outreach, and it's, it's just amazing um, yes. that he took time to read the book. I've heard of him. Maybe you should put his link on your... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody knows him. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I definitely will. Just add it, you know, I mean... I'm wouldn't hurt, I guess. I don't know. Because, yeah, he knows a lot of followers. He has a lot of followers, too. But same oh, definitely. Wouldn't hurt. But yeah, all right. Yeah, the word. Oh, yeah. All Um, Let's see. So today we are... Oh, we have another guest on the panel. Let me bring her up. This is Annie. Hi, Annie. Hi. How are you? Good. Hi, so happy to see you here today. Thank you. Happy to be happy here. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. So let's get right into it. Um, I'm just going to put everybody's um, microphone on mute. And then whenever you talk, make sure you just unmute yourself and then just go right back on mute. All right. So today's title, which is a three-part series, this is part three of dreams, <clears throat> dreams, spiritual warfare, narcissism, and dreams. And dreams were a big deal in the Bible just as they should be now. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar, his dream was so profound that he was confused. He was puzzled. He needed an interpretation for his dream. And that's where he ended up using Daniel to interpret his dream. Okay. So Nebuchadnezzar, he saw a, a huge statue with different parts made of different materials, like a head of gold, chest and arms of silver, like the belly and thighs were bronze, legs of iron and feet, partly of iron and partly of clay. So he woke up, he was so confused. And also he didn't even really remember the dream. He paid um, magicians and sorcerers to try to remember the dream and to interpret a dream that he didn't even remember. So he actually got Daniel to interpret his dream. And Daniel was the one, mind you, this is two, Daniel serves a different God. Nebuchadnezzar served a pagan God. Okay. So Daniel was a child of the most high God, but Nebuchadnezzar was not. Daniel still was able to interpret Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And this is how Nebuchadnezzar actually, um, he foresaw the famine that was going to be in the land. And this is how he was able to actually, um, what is it, kind of manipulate his affairs or, you know, he was forewarned and he was, he was, you know, getting prepared because he saw this dream. You know, he had a dream where he actually was, you know, being warned of what's to come. There was going to be famine. There was going to be confusion. And he had all of this knowledge and he was able to, you know, save up because he knew there would be a famine coming. He knew that there would be this or that, you know, things coming against him all from that dream. So we see here how dreams can serve as somewhat of a warning for what's to come as well as spiritually what's coming against you, okay? So these, you know, some dreams are actually warning signs. 
you know, some people have dreams about, you know, getting in accidents and then you're like, okay, well, I, I don't know if I should get in this car because I had a dream about this. Or some people have different dreams about different situations and it leaves them confused as in, is this a warning? Is this something that's happening? Will this happen to me? And this is where we actually see a lot of the spiritual warfare with dreams in the Bible. So then we go on to Jacob's dream and that's in Genesis. This is where Jacob's ladder, that is where God promised to bless Jacob and his descendants. And Jacob woke up realizing that he had encountered the presence of God, but it was in his sleep. You see, so this is a really important concept because I really do feel like it's overlooked and that it's um, kind of like a mystery, you know, because some dreams are weird. There's a lot of symbolism you can't, we can't refute that. So let's say for instance, also with Solomon, Solomon with his dream, Solomon was asleep and, um, he actually talked to God in his sleep and the most high God asked him, what is it that you want? And instead of Solomon asking for riches or gold and, and, you know, to be rich, he asked for wisdom to teach his people. And God was so, I hate to use the word impressed because he knows all, <laughs> because he knows all, but, um, you know, I guess you couldn't use the word impressed. Yes. Yeah, so he gave him not only wisdom, but he gave him riches also with the wisdom because he did not ask for that. All he asked for was wisdom. And when Solomon woke up, he realized it was a dream. So a lot of these encounters that, you know, things are happening to you, you know, some of them you don't remember. And at the end, you know, I will share tips on how you can remember or recall those dreams. Anyone want to chime in so far? I, um, I've had dreams um, like that and I listen to them. Well, one time I didn't. I had a dream that um, I was driving in my car and there was going to be an explosion. Ooh. And um, it just, I just heard a loud explosion. And then, it, but it was like in my face. And I jumped up in the middle of, in the middle of my bed and I laid back down and went to sleep. And in that morning at about five o'clock, my children and I, I was driving my dad to Alabama and then since it was early and I'm not really a early morning person, I told him to drive. So we switched places and he hit a deer and wow. the airbag. I was leaning over to turn the radio and the airbag exploded in my face. And you just had that dream before. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And I wanted to say I didn't want to go, but I didn't want to tell my dad, no, I didn't feel like driving there. Wow. Whoa, that's heavy. Mm -hmm. That is something else. And um, also, we think about where um, Joseph, he also was in a dream when an angel of the Lord came to him and said, hey, it's okay to marry um, Mary, Mary because mm -hmm. she was pregnant and she didn't, he didn't know whether, you know, Mary stepped out on him. He like, where is this baby coming from? 
And so that dream, uh, an angel actually came to Joseph in a dream and said, hey, it's okay to marry um, your, your, your wife, you know, Mary, because, you know, she's pregnant from, you know, immaculate conception. This is the child. This is the Messiah that she's pregnant with. All of that happened in the dream. So I just like, I feel like this is so profound to me because I've always been a heavy dreamer and um, I, I didn't really understand it, you know, even as a kid, <laughs> like what's going on or what, okay, before we move on to the certain ones that I wanted to really break down, um, do you have anything, Demi? No, I mean, I've been dreaming. Like I said, I've been, I haven't been dreaming like I before I knew all of this, these new um, spiritual warfare and what's happening with us, with the narcissists and everything. But now I'm, I'm dreaming a lot more and they're more vivid. And a lot of them are in color. So I don't know if I wanted to ask, is there a difference between the color dream, the dreams that you dream in color or the ones in black or white? But I guess it just depends on the type of dream it is. Yeah, I was going to say it depends on the content of the dream. It, it really depends on the content of the dream. Yeah, because I've had some satanic dreams that have been in color. Mm. And I have, right. Usually when you're having a dream, um, one way, and I get to this one tip, one tip that you can figure out if something is actually from God and not from Satan Mm -hmm. is when you're dreaming or if you wake up, whatever you remember it, the dream is you don't have fear. Like there's not like it's not it's you're not scared. You know, like he wouldn't send you like let's say you had a phobia of snakes and then all you see is snakes in your dream. Like you can definitely even if it's in color, like you can rest assured that that dream is not from God. He may allow the dream because he's giving you a, an insight look as to what to pray against. Okay. With your okay. prayers. You see what I mean? Right. Right. And I was going to say, maybe that dream is for you to try to help you understand and, and get right. fear. But yeah, well, well, maybe, but maybe, but I, I, there's, I honestly, to help get over your fear, he wouldn't send you a bunch of stuff that he, ah, you I know see. what I mean? Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Gotta give you a, you gotta think this the saying is here to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. So if he could get you to have a attack in your sleep where you're that afraid, right? He will send you something like that. And you, you wouldn't see. wake up in fear of what, what you just dreamt of. You wouldn't be fearful of that. You wouldn't be having you wouldn't wake up in terror of something that you know that you're from God, you wouldn't be in your a state of terror, like. You know, mm -hmm. people have these um, premonitions, or not premonitions, but the entities that come in their sleep that you can definitely know that's not from God. God, because you're you're frightened, you're terrified. Right? Why would he send that? Right? Even if it is in color, because some of them are in color. Because you know, usually people say, "Oh, if it's in color, it's good." That's not always the case. I just say that. Mm. You know, you the know, colors do matter. Got I it. never thought about. It, a dream being in color until just now because I think most of my dreams haven't been in color, but I knew the color. If you could understand. Oh wow! Okay. If I if I were walking, let's just say to my parents' house, and the grass was green, I knew the grass was green, but at the same time, the dream wasn't in color. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, that is it. It just depends, you know especially with colors. Like I remember I had, um, before I get to the list, 
I remember I had a dream that, you know, I was debating on doing this channel, doing what I'm doing now, right? And so I would see myself, you know, talking and um, I would have on clothes that had like bright colors or I would have like, it, it wasn't nothing scary or, and I was like, okay, this is more like a confirmation. Like, okay, this is more like a green light. I know this was not from Satan. Like you could feel it. But some of these dreams where, especially black and white, or you have distorted figures, distorted cartoonish figures, weird, like monsters that are frightening. Even if you're just witnessing something, you're getting an, an inside look. Um, you know, and sometimes that is allowed because, you know, some people have a, a word of knowledge or a gift of knowledge, or you may, it may be a situation where God is like, Hey, this is what's going on behind the scenes, you know? So everything can be used to interpret the colors, where you're at, you know, who, you know, in the dream, the repetition of people in the dream. So um, let's see. The first one I wanted to talk about <clears throat> was eating, eating in the dream. So the first principle that we need to recognize is that the act of eating together was a sign of agreement. And this is not just um, in biblical times. This is just in history. OK, so if we take out um, even if we took other cultures, native cultures, African cultures, um, different indigenous tribes, eating together was a sign of agreement, sealing a deal on something. All right. So just by us knowing that you can safely say that eating, even if it's in a dream, that is a sign of some type of covenant some type of agreement that is being sealed, okay? So let's say, for instance, you're in a dream and you're um, eating whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. And you're at a large banquet table, You're it's a feast. This is, again, that is a sign of covenant. That's a sign of a deal being sealed. We even get the expression today, let's break bread, let's share our food, as in let's you know get together and what do people do? You shake on it. Some people have um, agreements through shaking hands. That's not just, you know, our culture. This is, a, this is widespread. So when you're eating in the dream, it's a sign of agreement. Now, what you're agreeing to, you don't know. And that's the trick. So say, for instance, the enemy knows that he cannot come up to you during your waking physical life and say, hey, sign this contract and you're going to be in poverty. Sign this contract and you're never going to get ahead. Who would, sign, who would do something like that? that? That's not going to happen. But the Bible says while men slept, tares were, so, were, were sown in their sleep. Okay? While men slept. So the deception and the, the manipulation is taking place in your soul state while you're sleeping because he can't, uh, the enemy is not going to be able to get you most of the time physically, especially if you're a believer. So this is why you have dreams where you're being fed. <laughs> you're eating stuff in a dream. It's a defilement. You know, um, I hope everybody's understanding. It's more of a, of a defilement and you don't know spiritually 
what you're putting in your body. Hmm. But what if you're, I mean, I just recently had a dream where I was somewhere in the, I don't know where I was, but I was watching people eat. Like I didn't eat, I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have the dinner, but I, I witnessed people at some table setting or whatever, and I'm just looking at them eat. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> You're watching some type of uh, initiation agreement, um, mm -hmm. maybe something, who knows, in the lineage and with you knowing this knowledge now. Yeah, this, yeah. You know, you were watching it. <laughs> you yeah. weren't eating. Yeah. It's like it's like now I know what's mm -hmm. happening. So I'm just observing and saying, okay, this is not what I want. This is not what I'm going to partake in. Right. You know. And the other thing about food is that what you're eating, as in, let's say, I remember I used to have um, dreams about eating fried fish. Like I like fried fish with hot sauce. And so, you know, the enemy is not going to give you something you're not going to want to eat. So I used to just be in the dream, eating this fried fish, hot sauce and ketchup and everything. French fries on the side. Yum. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, wait a minute, what is going on? Something in my mind was like, as I was eating it, everybody was just eating like it was like a cafeteria. People were just eating, eating, eating. And then I'm seeing um, like people that are celebrities in there eating, just eating. I'm just being fed. That food, as I would know it in my waking life as fried fish, that is not what I was eating. Of course, I, I don't know what I was eating at that time, but let's just say, let's just use that could be, that could have been um, a spirit of sickness. That could have been poverty I was eating or ingesting some type of defilement in my body to keep a lineage or a covenant going that could have been all type of evil. Mm, interesting. See? So when I got into the knowledge of this thing with eating in your dreams, I will wake up and I would rebuke it. And I would say, I, I spiritually regurgitate any defilement that I may have eaten. And then I remember I started getting more, you know, building up my soul, man, my soul, just by, you know, reading the word and things like that. And it came to a point where I would have an eating dream and then in the dream, I would throw up. You see? So it's like, wow. So it's like you protected yourself before you went to sleep with your, with your uh, prayer. Maybe I did. Like, Hey, I, maybe it sounds like, you know, but that's what we have to do. Cause now it's like you're afraid to go to sleep. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, you, you don't want to be afraid to go to sleep, though, now. You know, you cover yourself with the whole armor. <laughs> you know this what I mean? True. This is true. But, I mean, in every sense of the word, and people just, you have to remember these things to do before you sleep. You have yeah. to know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, over time, you know, these things can be starved out because you're not giving in to... Um, you're the the you're you're not there's got to be some type of open portal mm. that's number one and then number two the more you're you're building up your soul man state by retrieving knowledge the knowledge that's getting you free the stronger you are when you're sleeping you're the stronger you're you are when you're you know 
when you're 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 vulnerable when you're sleeping your physical body is just laying there right like you a lot of times we don't have control in our dreams a lot of times we don't but the more you start getting knowledge the more you will have control you the more you'll wake up and be like oh wow this thing you know i, I told one story where i had um, a bullet somebody was trying to kill me in my sleep and the gun was right there and he shot the gun and it just fell it fell right there right down then he did it again. He tried to shoot me and the bullet just fell down again. It couldn't happen because you have to keep that. You have to really keep up. Oh, how do you say it? Because the most high is the one that puts the hedge up. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you still have things to do. Mm -hmm. You still have to pray. You still have to fast. You still have to say no to temptations. Right, right. Because that's what's given these things uh, a legal access, a loophole. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally do get free of whatever you know sin or act that or iniquity that was in your line or that you you were battling with, mm -hmm. those spirits are trying to come back. So this is why a lot of people when they start getting free from, let's say, um, free from drug addiction, and then you're living your life right and, and all of this, you're doing all of that in the physical. Then you start having dreams about you just being fed all the time in your sleep. Mm. I mean, you can't even go to sleep without somebody shoving something down your throat in your, in your dream. It's because they're trying to, they can't get you in the physical, so they're going to try to actually establish that covenant in your sleep. Wow. That's so true. I, that's so true. That reminds me of when I, I don't know what I was battling, but I remember this thing came at me in the night and sat on my bed in my dream. Oh my and I kicked it. I, I rebuked it and I kicked it off. I said, you, you can't come here. Mm -hmm. And it, it went away. Yeah. I, I remember waking up and it was gone. It was gone before I woke up. Yeah. So, I mean, and then there was another instance where there was a, a panther or a dog. I don't, remember, I don't remember what it was, but it came to me in my dream and it had, it was staring at me. It was over my, my body and it was looking me in my face. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm looking at it like, what are you doing? Like, what is, what is it that you want? And it gnarled, gnarled, how do you say, gnarled at me, snarled at me. Uh -huh. And then I looked at it. And I'm like, get out of, get away, get away from me. And I saw it had big, deep scratches on its body, like it had been in a fight. Then I became, okay, this thing is weak. And I, oh wow, it my, I remember rebuking it in my subconscious, my dream, and it, it went away, it ran away. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> yeah, but this is, see, that's a perfect example. That's the example. Well, right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like yeah. that's who I know, whatever I, that I'm, what I'm going through, because I remember saying to you, I never remembered my dreams when I was with the, this narcissist. And then now that I'm, I'm learning about these these things, these actions, these types of personalities and how Father is uh, protecting us, how we have this spiritual warfare going on in our, in our conscience that we we are battling in our conscience. We, we pray and rebuke these things and it does manifest itself. In the dream, especially when you're um you're new to this, and that's why I always tell people, please don't give up, because these are a lot of times generational things in your lineage. Some of these spirits have been in your lineage for hundreds of years, if not thousands. 
Um, you know, some of them are new and you just kick them out, whatever. But some of them, they don't want to go. So they will try to reestablish themselves back in your line. So when they see you waking up, when they see you rebuking and praying and fasting and doing what you need to do, saying no to whatever it is you need to say no to. And, you know, then they start revving up. They, they pick it up. They, they up the ante. Oh, yes. That's what you I know? was battling. So, I was getting all these weird dreams. Things just coming at me. And I'm like, right. I'm that's what. Oh, it was it was crazy at one point. Now it's calmed down. But, you know, they will come back again if you're not careful. Or you're not having or you forget to, to do what you're supposed to be doing as far as, you know, studying. Go ahead, um, Annie. I see you're off mute. I um I was gonna say I had a dream uh, a couple years ago, and I was going to my grandmother's house. Who's passed away now for about maybe fourteen years, and everything looked the same. And I went through her side door, walked in, washer and dryer was there. Went down the hall. She was laying in the bed on her side, and so I walked in the room and I looked, and she turned over, and I said, "Grandma." And um, she says she she would call her grandchildren um, Pukas Dukas. And so she said, hey, Pukas Duka. And I sat down on the side of the bed. And in my dream, I, I like I wanted to cry. And um, she said, I want to tell you something. And I said, OK. And she went to hug me and I went to hug her. And then. I can't remember now if it was, no, I, it was my boyfriend. His alarm went off and he jolted me out of the dream. Yeah. Do you know what? I was actually going to hit <clears throat> on that type of concept and <laughs> late on in a few more because mm -hmm. these spirits like to masquerade themselves as loved ones that um, are dear to you that have passed. And especially, I used to get this too, when they would come, I would see dead relatives and, and mm -hmm. things like that and would try to hug me, mm -hmm. okay? And um, of course, now hugging is also a symbol of covenant. That was mm -hmm. something along with handshaking and, and, and things such as that nature where um, that was used to, to seal the deal, basically, seal the contract, mm -hmm. seal an oath. Now, when you're seeing someone who has already passed mm -hmm. and it's so hard to say this because of course everybody loves their loved ones right that is a it's a masquerade it's 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 a familiar spirit that is actually masquerading as your loved one mm -hmm. and i do know this also firsthand because i would always see um my aunt in the dream until mm -hmm. i until i started picking up on it Mm -hmm. Where I would notice it would be her voice wouldn't be the same or it would be always her looking on the side or mm -hmm. laying in a position where it would be just be odd and mm -hmm. or, you know, just not really looking at me like you could. It, it was to the point where I started noticing, wait, this isn't her. One time I had a dream like that. One of the last few times that that spirit kept trying to come, trying mm -hmm. to get me to accept her or whatever it was trying to bring in my life. Mm -hmm. Do you know, I don't know what made me say this. This is in the dream. I said, you're not my aunt. The, her, the voice, it, it was mimicking her voice and it turned mm -hmm. into the, the demon voice. Wow. It was, I, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. 
I woke up and I, w- I, I had to do more research. And, um, you know, my, as, we're already on the topic, but um, let's see if someone, here we go. I just want to find it because I do have it. You know, I don't just get up here and just start talking. I do have like, mm-hmm. notes. <laughs> I do have notes that um, I go through um, because we really want to break this down. Let's see. Um, well, basically, when you're dealing with, let's see, how do I say it? Remember Saul and Samuel and um, King Saul. He was anointed by God, but he did something where he lost his anointing, basically, to make a long story short. Mm-hmm. And he was so he was supposed to kill all the Amalekites, and he didn't. Okay, he had mercy on them for whatever reason. And so God, he took away his anointing. He was still king, but he God was not talking to him as he did before. He wasn't walking with him as he did before. And so Saul, he took it upon himself to try to talk to his old prophet Samuel. So what he tried to Samuel had already died. So what he did was he went to uh, King to he went to um, the witch of Endor and said, "Okay, well, I want to talk to Samuel. He is already dead." So they paid this witch, and she brought up what they thought was Samuel. It wasn't Samuel; it was a familiar spirit masquerading himself as Samuel. Because what that witch did, or the witch of Endor. She summoned up a spirit that they accepted as Samuel. And this was um, a form of necromancy. And, you know, necromancy, that's you we're not, you know, talking to the dead. And there was another scripture where, you know, that was Saul's downfall as king. That's where he actually, um, he died after that. But there are other scriptures where that says that there is no, what is it? The dead know nothing. That's the scripture. There's no more. There's no more emotions under the sun. I'm gonna find it once the next person starts talking. Let me find it. You can go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, okay. So here it is. So for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no further reward, and even the memory of them is forgotten. There is their love, their hate, and their jealousy have long since vanished. Never again will they partake in anything that happens under the sun. That's in Ecclesiastes 9. Okay, so and it's and it's so hard to um to tell people that, you know, this may not have been your, you know, of course, your grandmother who you loved or you know, like my aunt who I adored. And it's, it's hard to, you know, say because, of course, the world teaches us, oh, this person's looking down on us. This person is right here with us in spirit and all of that. But, you know, they don't have no more. They're at peace and they don't have no more um, business on, on this realm. Wow. What do you have to give up that's heavy. What do you think about that, Annie? I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, I love it, Annie. No, I, um, that's, that's just for me was something that, you know, I was just uh, torn about, but, mm-hmm. um, it was like comforting 
but at the same time, not really knowing if it was right. Mm-hmm. And then hearing, I have something to tell you, but then never actually hearing whatever that oh, was. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what well, wonder? Okay, yeah. I get you. Because yeah. The, the alarm on, on his phone went off and it, it jolted me out of my sleep. Hmm. Well, that if anybody who's listening on the replay, what I just read is in um, Ecclesiastes 9 and 5, okay? And, you know, these days, you know, we want to comfort people and, you know, we do the best as as we can, humanly possible, to, you know, say, like saints, like, oh, they're watching over us. But you have to be, they're at peace, you know, they're, they're chilling wherever they're at, like they're not in our business and trying to come back to communicate and you know what we the last thing we want to do is try to um for anyone listening not talking about you any um try to communicate with um spirits of the past especially when nowadays what is it the ancestry movement um communicating with your you know past ancestors we don't want to do you know it's a fine line between necromancy and just going off on something totally different Okay. And hey, Poppy, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. I hope all is well. Okay. So let's see. Yeah. The dream I had with my aunt when and she turned into something else. I mean, and then I had another one where um, my dad, somebody came to me as my father. And in the dream, I accepted him. Like I was like, I gave him a hug and everything. And then I'm, I had to think, you know, when I woke up, I'm like, wait a minute, this person is not my dad. And then I, when I figured out, I'm like, oh my gosh, whatever spirit that was, was trying to get me to accept whatever they were giving. Mm-hmm. So I woke up, um, I rebuked it. I said, I actually said out loud, that was not my father. I rebuke you, whatever you, you're sending at me, I rebuke it. I come out of agreement with whatever was established in my sleep. You have to be like that because they are relentless. Relentless. They will try anything, anything to push their agenda in your life, which is evil. But of course, it's what we're working with evil. This is spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now we have... Um, Alligators and crocodile. Oh, go ahead, uh, Demi. Oh no, I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm just agreeing with you. Yes, yes. Um, now we have gators, like alligators and crocodiles. Now, <clears throat> ancestral evil in the lineage or genealogy. Um, this is what you usually see with these alligators or crocodiles. This is especially true if you see this in your in their house in your sleep. Because remember, your house often represents um, you as a person. Now, remember when the Messiah said when a spirit leaves out of a man, it goes and wanders. And then the spirit says to itself, I'm going to go back to my home. So the spirit's referring to a human being as a house. So, you know, that's another tip for um when you're having dreams about houses or you're seeing stuff in the house, in your house, around your house, backyard. So uh, um, also uh, the gator is a symbol, another symbol for a Leviathan that could be in the family lineage or marine spirits that could be in the family lineage. Okay. 
Then we have someone taking pictures of you. I used to get this dream a lot. Um, that represents someone trying to get your identity in the natural to do whatever they want, you know, how they go to uh, or send off pictures to their uh, sangomas or witchcraft, or whatever they do with pictures. That usually symbolizes that um, someone trying to get your identity because all of this is happening because Satan cannot be everywhere at one time. So he will send foot soldiers, familiar spirits, demons. Um, we have witchcraft workers, all of that, because they're they're sick and they're evil and they're trying to get your information so that they can, you know, follow their agenda. And they're hateful. They hate children of the Most High God. Now, being stuck with needles, injected with with anything of that in itself is all sickness, infirmity. Anyone have a dream like that? I've, I've had dreams like that where someone was chasing me with a needle. Oh, no. No, someone was chasing me, but not with a needle. Like oh, just wow. chasing me. And I was trying to get in the car and I dropped my, I dropped the keys. Oh, my goodness. I had that dream a long, like when I was a teenager and I still remember it. So it's, it's, wow. it's still like on my radar. <laughs> like every time I go to the car, I make sure my keys are in my hand. Mm -hmm. And then now we have um, someone giving you money. This is a, a big one because once again, <laughs> this is so crazy, guys. I'm telling you, let, let me tell you how sick this is and evil this is. Someone giving you money. You see how these spirits will give us something in a dream that you know that you need in your waking life and you're quick to accept it. So back in the day when I would have a dream of someone giving me money, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get some money some way or, you know, tomorrow or whatever. I'm going to get money. I had a dream about um, someone's giving me money. That means I'm going to get, you know, some type of promotion financially. No, 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 no. That remember, whatever they're giving you is not the same as what we're physically used to. So they can say so they can have in your dream. I'm giving her money. To us, it will look like money. But what you would really receive would be a spirit of backwardness or poverty or sickness or even death. And you're just taking it thinking it's money. You don't rebuke it. You don't come out of agreement with it. You just wake up and accept it and say, wow, I had a dream about money. I might, I'm going to play the scratch offs. You see, I'm. this is just... No, I, I hear you. I just never had a dream when somebody was giving me money. I probably had wanted to, but I never had it. I've had that dream. I had it a lot, actually. And then um, I remember one time somebody gave me money. The money didn't even look, it, it looked weird. Like it, I, it, something like, um, like the colorful Canadian money, but it was just, mm -hmm. it was weird. And then when he gave it to me, he almost threw it in my hand and then just, just disappeared. That's when I'm like, oh, what is going on? But what I have had, and I don't know if it applies because I've been dreaming, but you know when your hand itches, and people be like, oh, your hand itches. Yes. Hand. <laughs> yes. Okay, everybody. That's like such an old wife. Right, thing. right. Yeah, but my hand itches. And <laughs> we get the money. <laughs> but I do always get money when it is. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. There might I don't know what's to that one. Cause I like sometimes your knuckles itch on the inside of your hand. 
Sounds oh, like, sound like dry hands to me. Right, like, maybe, hey, it might just be dry hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. So these spirits are looking for you to accept what seems like money, but they're looking for an agreement. Oh my goodness, this is so crazy. This is, I mean, that right there is an eye opener. That's a show right there in itself. That's a little, a little video clip. Yeah. Oh my, like people just accept it so, so much. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, of course, well, now we have, let's see, cars. This one with the cars, this could represent, um, represent your life. So it, it just really depends on the content of the dream, you know, but the one thing you need to pay attention to when you're in a dream with a car, pay attention to who's driving the car. Who's in the driver's seat? Are you in the back seat? Are they taking you somewhere? All of that, you know, it means something. <clears throat> um, Poppy says, I used to have dreams of being chased with a gun when I was a teen. Wow. Yikes. Oh, and that, that's a, that was a perfect segue because I have here being shot represents death. You probably had a spirit of death following you around. I know I, I've had those dreams where, yeah, I, oh my gosh, I was hiding in the dream. And then something just came over me and said, I can't hide. And I got up and the person had the gun, the rifle pointed right at my head, shot it off and the bullet just fell. And it was just weird because the way they set these dreams up, um, when you're having spiritual warfare dreams where you're actually seeing what's being, um, what's coming against you, they would, these things are these, um, entities was set up like a, a scene. You know how we have a movie scene where you're at the scene of a movie and they have props and all of that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's been, this sounds so insane. But after I saw the um, the bullet go down, and then I saw it change the scene. Wow! Like you're a spectator in yes. your movie. Yes, it, the scene changed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and I really do truly feel that um, some of these dreams are for you to gain access, get spiritual insight as to what is really going on in your life. When you connect the dots, oh my gosh, this is a big chunk, a huge chunk of spiritual warfare, dreams, and narcissism. Now, the way it pertains to narcissism is that where you're thinking <clears throat> about how did you meet the narcissist? A lot of the people that I talk to say, hey, I had a dream before we met. I dreamt about this person and then he turned or she, you know, she, um, then I, then we, we met each other in our physical waking life or you both meet and then you both start this shared dreaming. You both have these dreams where, you know, you make, you know, contact someone or call someone and say, Hey, did you just, were you in my dreams? And then they say, hey, I had the same dream. This happens more often than people talk about. 
Yeah. Interesting. I've never heard of that. That's really? Cool. Yeah. I have. Yeah. Oh, and then um, <clears throat> Poppy explains. He said that explains all the sleep paralysis I had back then. Yeah, the, you, that spirit of death when it's something about being chased, especially knives, um, being chased with guns. You know, anything that could harm you. You know, you're just you're thinking about that is a that's a spirit of death that is uh, said at you, or it might be in your lineage. Um, where we wait, Annie? You said that you had dreams where. There were like shared dreams. Yeah. Hmm. And I just I just looked at it as like, oh, we are so connected that, you know. Oh wow. It's like embarrassing to even say now. But No, no, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I felt like, wow. So he would start sharing something and I would say like I had that dream on I would start sharing something and he said he would have that same dream um, wow. also. And I just thought it was because we were so connected. Yeah, that reminds me of um, when I talk about in my book about the repetitive numbers. Mm -hmm. I would see repetitive numbers and then he would see repetitive numbers and I would say, okay, this is, I will come in a, into agreement with that. So I've heard of this shared dreaming. Um, I've heard of people actually, oh my gosh, you know, being in laboratories in a dream where they don't even feel like they're dreaming. Mm -hmm. And they're actually having some type of experience. And then when they wake up, then they meet who they don't even know is actually a narcissist. Man, and I've also had a shared nightmare. Really? Yes. I was sleeping and then I couldn't, something was on my chest and I couldn't breathe. And then I opened my eyes and I saw something that I couldn't explain, but I couldn't scream. And I was trying to shake my body from side to side and it was very hard. And then I finally could scream. And so my boyfriend was like, you know, at the time he was like, you okay, you okay? And I said, yes. Yeah. So I was trying to like sleep under him for like protection. Uh -huh. And then I finally fell asleep. And the next thing I knew, he was screaming. Oh my goodness. And he had the same dream. Wow. That's scary. But I didn't tell him what, you know, my dream. I didn't tell him anything. So after he had his, then he told me. And then, and then after that, he said he didn't want to talk about it again. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel I, I, these type of experiences, a lot of people don't really, you know, talk about it because it sounds far-fetched. It really does. But it happens more often than people like to admit it. Um. Let's see. Oh, so we have, oh my goodness, roaches, rats. That's all symbolic of yeah. poverty. Poverty, uh, defilement and poverty, all symbolic of it. And, you know, you think about where you see these types of bugs. Ugh, man. 
Um, now we have <clears throat> dogs. Oh, I used to get this one a lot, guys. <laughs> Especially just big dogs. I mean, every just dogs all the time. And you know what it is about these dogs. Think about dogs represent an unfriendly friend, an enemy pretending to be a friend. Think about how the world sees a dog, right? A uh, man's best friend. So, you know, there's, there's scriptures, you know, um, about dogs referencing to the power of the dog. Beware of the power of the dog. Okay. So you're thinking about an unfriendly friend. That means let's relate man's best friend. Then you have a dream about a dog who's all nice and friendly. Then you have a dream about a dog who's just sitting and looking at you. Then you have a dream that maybe a dog is kind of wild or, you know, it's not so friendly. Usually when you're having these dreams about these dogs, it is a, a frenemy, <laughs> as you as you put it last time. Frenemy, I like that term. Anybody have a dream? That's very um, true. I haven't had a dream. That, that dream that I, I told you about just a few minutes ago, uh -huh. that was actually a dog. I thought it was a panther, but now thinking about it, it was a dog. But he was like he had a fight, like he was in a fight. So he was scratched all, had deep wounds on his back. Mm -hmm. So, but when I rebuked him and I wasn't afraid in the dream, that's when he ran off. So, so he was fighting or, or that demon is fighting to get to me or I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, how to take that when he was in a fight though. I mean, he's looking at me mm. over my over just I'm laying down he's looking over me but I don't feel like I was fighting it because I was calm it was already me. beat up right he was already beat up mm. <laughs> which was interesting to me I'm like where did right, you right from? yeah and that's what <laughs> and there was a dog it was a it was a dog because it was black it was huge the head was bigger than the body but his body was still big you know it was he was huge, but his face—I guess because he was in my—was in my face. I'm looking oh, like, what are you? What are? What are you doing? In the dream? Wow! wow. It was—it was maybe a month ago or so. It wasn't that long ago that I had that dream. You know, whatever it is that you're doing, and just—and you said about a month ago because you know you've been on on these shows, um, mm -hmm. you know, for a while, right. and. Uh, and if that you just kind of had that dream, I'm thinking whatever you're doing, whatever, however you're praying or whatever you're doing is yeah. working. It's working. Spiritual. Definitely. <laughs> the dog is beat up. Definitely. And I wasn't afraid. That's what got me when I woke up. I said, wow, I wasn't afraid of that. Oh, my goodness. Because in the dream, I said, I said, I said, get away. I rebuke you in the name of the father. And then he ran away. <laughs> and oh I woke up like, okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta know what that means, cause and I have to remember too when I wake up to have my pen and paper next to me so I can write okay. down. Yeah, and notes I just go on my phone on the old notes. School. Right, um, I'm old school. I'll say pen and paper, but I oh. don't do on the phone. <laughs> I, still, I still say pen and paper, but yeah, right, yeah, it's, it is the phone. I'll take notes on the phone. Yeah, I just start to remember to do that. But that particular dream, I didn't do it, but I remembered it. Like some things I remember and some of them I definitely have to write them down. 
Isn't it like odd how something you can remember and vividly for years because when I was dreaming about the rat in my house and at first I just saw it and then in my dream I'm telling my boyfriend there's a rat in the house and he would always almost catch it but not catch it and then I started getting angry with him because I was like you could catch that rat you don't want to but you could catch it and then the final one that I had is I was asleep in my dream in my bed sleep and I woke up and I pulled the sheet back and the rat was sleeping next to me oh. but it was the size of a human. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's great. Oh. What? Daddy, did you jump up out there? I would have jumped. Oh I no, ma'am. But in my sleep, I, I instinctively knew he was the rat. Wow. Like, okay. How how was his demeanor though? Like how how was he? Was he like? I wonder why that how that rat symbolized it. Like you know. I think just because the sneakiness, the hiding, you know, and the using, you know, because <laughs> he he would use me for food, you know. He wow. Would use so he was. Me. Yeah, that's crazy. You couldn't catch him because he really was him. That's yeah. why you couldn't catch them. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. This, do y'all hear this? This is yeah. like this is wild. Yeah. And and he would stay at my place just like all the time, all the time, but it would only come late, you know, come really late, you mm. know, for for shelter. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what you know, that's rats they they come out late. Oh, yeah! Wow, wow, wow! That's not enough. That's telling you right. I'm there. telling you that <laughs> I would have jumped up so quick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that those rats and those roaches—that's all symbolic of that poverty. And you know, the dogs is a a, a big friend of me. Um, and usually, when you see animals <clears throat> that are beaten, and you know, you don't really know why. Um, especially big black dogs mm-hmm. and big black cats. And I told you that time where I I, um, I saw a big black dog beat up also one time. <clears throat> it's because in the spirit world, what you're doing is you're causing some type of um, effect on that spirit. Okay. So whatever, how you're praying, whatever you're doing, you're making, you're making your way through, you're impacting, you're impacting your spirit life. Okay. It's especially true with, um, you know, you see these animals with these, you know, bruises. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're You're seeing that's right. That's right. Especially when the animal is not afraid. I remember I had a dream about a snake and, um, I picked the snake up and squeezed it. And then just tossed it to the side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I have this, I have a full, I mean, I can't, I, just by hearing the word snake, I just kind of like start, I'll cringe. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, speaking of uh, snakes, that's really deception, slander, um, blockage, ancestral evil covenants, um, uh, evil, um, of course, this deceit deceit. Um, think about how, and if it's a white snake, you know, that's a religious enemy. Think about your, uh, the dog, you saw a big black dog, usually with these, um, the colors, um, black 
symbolizes some type of um, witchcraft, evil, deception, um, especially if you see somebody with black capes and hats and things like that. I remember I always used to see a, a family member with black hat, a black witch's hat. And it was just, you know, and I didn't really know what I know now, but now, you know, you're putting two and two together. Of course, we don't say all of this to act funny toward anyone or anything like that, but you are being shown what is coming against you, what's in your lineage, what you need to do. You're getting spiritual insight. Okay. Hi, Trisha. All right. <clears throat> now, anyone um, before I move on? Um, we have our childhood home when you're thinking about or you're you're um, always going back to your house, old house that you grew up in, old high school that you grew up in. All of this are, you know, went to when you grew up. All of this symbolizes backwardness, stagnation, not getting ahead. Um, we went over the dog. Let's see if the dog bites you. That is a friend. That bite is meaning a backstabbing. Okay. Let's see. We went over all of these. We went over a lot. Um, one more thing where you're dreaming about, um, I'm going to have to do a whole separate show on this, but marriage, it's not always as it seems. A lot of times a marriage could symbolize um, a spiritual marriage, not in your actual physical life. And that is illegal in the spirit realm, but of course they do what they want to do. And before you go on and accept the marriage and you have to say, Hey, that must mean I'm getting married. Here's a tip. If you're confused about this concept, you go to the father and say, I know I had a dream that I was married if this person is my husband and you can actually tell in the dream, there will be little things that are kind of off. Let's say if you have a wedding ring in a dream and it's extremely tiny, let's say you're and you're getting married and people are, um, what is it called? It's something that they do in, in a certain tribe. If, let's say if it's a tribal type marriage, um, and this is not knocking anyone's tribe, but this is just indicating what, they do in spiritual marriages, okay? Now, what a spirit marriage does is it prevents you from being married in the real life because you're already married spiritually. So the people that you will meet, you know, they're already kind of, you know, there will be someone that you will meet where you're surely, you're not really understanding why it's not working out. It's just always a wedge between you two. Every like your love life, your dating life, everything is just, you know, zero. It's not looking right. It's not looking well. But when you go to sleep at night, you're seeing yourself married all the time. You're seeing yourself on dates with a mysterious person all the time. When this is a totally different show, but I, this is just me touching on the topic. That's you, interesting. Yeah, when you're seeing stuff like this. You cancel by the Ruach HaKodesh any spiritual marriage and issue a divorce decree because spirits are not allowed to marry humans. They are not allowed to do that. Okay. Um, go I ahead. Question on that. So when I got married, I feel like 
I married the spirit. Wow. In, in the actual ceremony, because because he clearly is got a spirit on him. So if mm-hmm. the spirit is on him, are you aren't you marrying the spirit? That could be true too. Because and that's funny you said that because I I saw I didn't look at the video, but <clears throat> there was a video that someone had on YouTube. I'm gonna try to find it. Um, some a lady met the actual per the spirit spouse in the flesh. I'm like, whoa, what? Wait, what? right? Huh. And all of this is and all of this is demonic, by the way. Like this is mm-hmm. you want to have the spouse that you are called to have from the foundation. Right. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm. this spiritual marriage, spirit spouse, and all of that. This is all. Um, it's not a good thing because some people may try to, you know, look into it or try to make it seem as if we're saying or I'm saying that you're married to no. You have to send the ruach, the Holy Spirit, to cover and any covenant that may be in the spirit realm that's mm-hmm. working against your physical life. Okay. You know what I mean? So that right there, that's a totally different show. I'm gonna probably do that one in the next um in the next few weeks because that's that's a long, that's a real that sounds like it's uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. That's yeah. I, thank goodness I've never had any of those type of dreams. So yeah, and then they will actually they'll let you date in the physical, but the people that you date will probably be in the, they'll end up being a narcissist. Right, you're probably right. ending that's, divorce. That's right, that was my next point. Yeah. Like, that's gotta be the narcissist that's, that's coming in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. So they'll give you, a, they'll let you date a person that they know that this spirit spouse will know that you're not supposed to be with, and it'll, right. the, it'll fail. The relationship will fail. Right. It's right. bound to fail because it wasn't supposed to be. And so when you have these types of um, issues or, you know, you're dreaming of this a lot and you're always with someone and you don't even know who this person is and you see rings and marriage and people giving you money and ceremonies and you're eating, put all of that together. And that's where you, you know, you make your petition. This one here, you have to fast. You definitely have to fast with that one. So, yeah, some things um, like the Messiah himself, he said this kind or a particular kind, it will not come out unless you pray and fast. So, you know, sometimes your prayers, of course, we always pray. I'm not saying don't pray. Mm-hmm. You have to kick it up a notch because these things are ancestral. They're, um, you know, from our, you know, genealogy line, your lineage. Mm-hmm. Some of these things have been in people's lineage for whoever, who long, who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Even without them knowing about it. or Exactly. And then they you will have clues. There's clues mm-hmm. on it. Like you're always meeting someone, you get married and you get divorced, or you'd meet someone and they just stop liking you, mm. or you just meet narcissists after narcissists. Wow, girl, that, I must need to <laughs> really tune in. <laughs> Me and you both, Annie. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this one, yeah, that's a heavy one, especially that that marriage one. And I always say, look, if you're not, if you're unsure about a particular dream. You say to the father, I'm not sure about this dream. If it's from you, I accept it. If it's not from you, I rebuke it. I reject it. I renounce it. I cancel it. All in the name of Yahushua Mashiach. Okay. All right. Now, um, I had another. I'm just going to go over just a few tips. Um, Let me just, everybody put your, 
I just hear myself in the background. Oh, that's how my voice sounds. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> me, what are you talking about? It sounds nice. Don't, don't get fixated on that. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So here's a few tips. Um, first to remember your dreams. Number one, you just ask, you ask, say, Hey, I, I, I want to remember my dreams. Father, I pray that you give me a mind of remembrance. Okay. Here's a tip that I, um, that has really helped me. You know, when you first wake up, okay, let's say you're dreaming and you're, you first wake up, you don't even open your eyes yet. Right. Um, a tip that I like is I don't open my eyes yet. I just lay there just for a few more moments before I just jump up. And then usually, um, the dream will come back to my brain. Okay. So that's, that's a really good tip. That's been really helpful. So don't just jump up when you first wake up, um, just mm -hmm. lay there for a few minutes and see if, it, see if it starts to come back. Just lay there still. Don't even really try to move. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's see if you're unsure about a dream. Um, as I just said, if you're unsure, if, um, the dream came from God or not, remember that God did not give us a spirit of fear. Also, he is not the author of confusion and he will not send you a scary dream to freak you out, but he will allow the dream so that you can see what you need to deal with in spiritual warfare, warfare prayers. Okay. So, you know, of course you rebuke a bad dream, but at the same time, you have to think, okay, why am I seeing this? Where did this come from? What in my lineage? How did this, how did this come in my lineage? What do I need to pray against? Oh, I see a crocodile. That means, you know, I, I'm praying against Leviathan. I see the dog. I'm praying against the, the power of the dog. I'm praying um, for my enemies to be exposed. Father, show me who these people are. And if you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't, if you're not comfortable, you just pray that the will of God be done. That's what you do. And you also have to armor yourself according to Ephesians 6. I talk about this all the time because it's helpful. Before you go to sleep, you put on the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. If you can't remember the whole thing, just say, Father, I put on the whole armor. Okay. It's also on your soul man state or your dream state. You cover yourself in the armor in your dream state. All right. Those are the things that has been help helpful to me in, um, and I, I'm, I know that, you know, a lot of this, this concept may seem foreign, especially to um, people I talk to in the United States. But I, I can assure you that spiritual warfare is real. And a lot of times you're being shown what is up against you. And this is why you have the power to rebuke or you stop the dream before it could manifest itself in the physical. So these dreams are trying to actually um, manifest themselves or get you to the degree so they could actually be full out in your life, in your physical waking life. All right. So then you have an inside look as what's coming, what is trying to come against you, or it could serve as a warning. All right. 
Anybody have any last <laughs> any last words? That was no, great, great tips. I appreciate that. I wish you had. I wish you could do a book of prayers or something because I don't. You have to remember, like you went down the list of what to pray against when you had these certain dreams. That's so, true. I mean, it's, it's like it would be great to have like a handbook or something. Yeah. You know, I should just put it in a presentation because I don't really believe like in charging people for prayers. Like it just right. seems wrong to me, you know? Right. Yeah. How <laughs> so about probably... it in presentation form for yeah. you to print it out? That, that would be helpful too. I mean, something because, you know, a lot of us don't know these things. We don't know yeah. how to pray, a lot of us. So we kind of get stuck on what to say. Yes. And how so what, should we, what should we do if we have hugged someone or you you kissed someone or just the other things that you said that are like an agreement, you know, handshake, different things like that. If you've done it, what should you do now? You literally say out of your mouth, and I always say you say this out loud because <clears throat> When you're dealing with the demonic, they cannot read your brain. <clears throat> you know, only God can read our brains. He knows okay. our thoughts. But <clears throat> these familiar spirits and these demonic entities and how they set up this, this, these scripts, um, okay. they can't read our, you know, they, they, they're not able to get inside of our head like that. So you actually verbally say, I come out of agreement with whatever was established in my sleep. Like just how, um, for example, when I had the dream about my father and in the dream, I'm over here hugging my father and <laughs> crying like my father. My, I'm like, well, what? I wake up and I literally said out my mouth, I, whoever that was, I rebuke you. I renounce any covenant that may have been forged. I send the Ruach fire to whatever altar that may have been raised in the dream. You are not my father. You're not, um, you're not, I'm not giving you access to anything in my life. Okay. Mm -hmm. You verbally say this because the main thing is coming out of the agreement and whatever we bind on earth, we bind in heaven. Whatever mm -hmm. we loose on earth is what we you know we loose on heaven, loose in heavens too. Okay. So that's, it starts with your, uh, your prayer, your decree. And you declare that that if I come out of agreement with it, I come out of agreement every every day, every morning when I'm waking up, whatever was in my sleep, I come out of agreement. Father, if it came from the from Satan himself, it came from his minions. I come out of the plans of Satan, and I come into full agreement with the plans that you have for me, Father. Okay, that's what you do. That's how you pray. And and what and and to add what when you said. How do you know if that wasn't something that that the Most High sent to you to say this is going to happen, mm -hmm. um, or something that you want to happen, or like a warning, or like a warning, or, or like a foreshadowing, or something that may happen that you want to happen? Like mm. you said that 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 came to you, but you knew it was a demon because you didn't see his face. Uh, when with, from my father, right? Like you, you knew. Yeah, in the dream, I didn't know that though. In the dream, I was I hugged him and I saw his face and everything. It didn't look like him when I looked back on oh, it. Wow. Okay. So, so but we always don't have a lot of control in our dreams. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Yeah, my thing was, well, how do we know that wasn't something that 
was 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 going to happen that you wanted to happen. Well, even if they did play on my um my carnal feelings, right? It's still the principle is still the same. Mm, you okay. know, they, they may have used that as gotcha. a situation to get me to accept him. Ah, I you see, get I it? See, I see. I see. So they know if I see somebody that's resembling him, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to go crazy and like, oh, look at you. And right, right. You see, that's what yeah, they use to get me. <laughs> right. I woke up. I rebuke. I rebuke that thing so yeah, quick. Yeah. I said, whatever yeah. you are, you go back to the, to the abyss. Right. In the name of Yahushua Hamashiach, Jesus mm -hmm. of Nazareth. I'm not playing with these things because I've I know firsthand how it is. And when you've been dealing with this for you know most of your life, right, <laughs> with these this dream and spiritual warfare, you get tired of it. It's deception. It's deception. It's, it's, it's total deception. Total deception. Mm -hmm. And the enemy is not playing fair. Mm -hmm. So all righty. Any more questions? Good point. Very good. Might be even the might be part four of this. <laughs> I'm telling you, I know because I didn't even get through a, my other part of my notes, but I'm like, okay, we're already. All right. So, um, Father, we come to you with praise and thanksgiving. Father, we come out of the plans of the enemy and we rebuke all evil that has been trying to establish covenant in our sleep. Father, whatever we have eaten demonically in our sleep. We spiritually regurgitate it now. Father, we bind the works of the enemy and we decree that Satan is, Satan's agenda will not take shape in our lives, in our family lives, or anyone that we love. Father, we come into full agreement with the plans that you have for us, according to Jeremiah 29, 11. Thank you so much for it. Hallelujah. So be these things. Amen. Thank you so much for another Wednesday night. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will see you back on the next one. Yes. Love you. Bye. 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 <laughs>